Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I think people have a a naive perception or a misperception of what success looks like in in anything, business or profession, passion. And you can't blame them, us, anyone, because we've never done it before. Uh, And if you think about something that you've been really successful in, you could probably track back when you started, you were really excited, you had a naive perception of how quick and easy it would be, you went through some challenges, you didn't know if you could carry on, you started looking at other people who looked like it was easy, you were about to give up, you carried on, you got some results, it gave you some momentum, you carried it forward, you solved the problem, you're cooking on gas, then you get disrupted, Then there's a big challenge just when you thought you'd made it, systemized it, exited. Then you had to go back in and start all over again. And so it repeated. So in this video, I'll keep it quick. I just wanted to discuss a few things about your journey to success and the reality of it and some ways it can be different. So I was running an event called Money this weekend and a chap called Sultan, who's been in the progressive community for a long time, is a lovely chap. He had an amazing start and he was buying a lot of properties really quickly. He was very active and then he sort of disappeared. And I remember noticing, not noticing him. Uh, And as it turns out, he's had some really difficult challenges, like serious challenges, which have derailed him. And that can happen. You can have an amazing start because you're passionate, enthusiastic, energetic. You've invested in yourself. You're learning all the time. You know, you're hungry. It's new. You're excited. But all of us are going to have some stage you know, some sort of rude awakening or, you know, reality check that actually there's going to be challenges too. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be boring parts of it. You know, there's going to be bits of the business to venture that you don't enjoy. You know, if you're a golfer, there's the winter practice when it's freezing and your hands are, you can't even move them. Now, I was playing pool uh, with someone who I'm developing a, a friendship with, who's one of the students on some of our courses. I didn't even know this. He's in his 30s. He's a great guy. Uh, And as it turns out, he's had cancer three times, Uh, three different parts of his body. Uh, They got rid of the first one in operation. The second one, he had to have chemo. The third one was there through the first two and they didn't even notice it. And he's defeated cancer three times in the last two years before the age of 33. You know, and you, you don't know when things like this are going to happen to you. And, you know, sometimes when you're in the pursuit of business success, whatever, you have a health scare. You know, you have to look after your kids. You're trying to balance being a, a parent, a mumpreneur, as well as trying to make a bit of passive income. You have a relationship breakup, you have a divorce and lose half your wealth, or you're fighting for years in a legal case, or like Gerald Ratner, you know, you, you say one thing, the media take it out of context, and you can have seven years in the wilderness. You know, people look at Susan Boyle, she opens her mouth, she sings on, I think it was Britain's Got Talent. Wow, isn't she a sensation? Overnight, tens, hundreds of millions of views on YouTube, whatever. They forget that she'd been singing her whole life. So success is as much about patience when it's not going well, continued belief in yourself, 
I'm going from failure to failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. I think it was uh, Churchill or someone famous said that quote. I've probably bastarded and butcherized it, uh, but you get what I mean. And, you know, every successful person has taken knockback after knockback after knockback. Stephen King um, with his manuscript, It, um, I think it was It or maybe Carrie, you know, one of his very early but famous books. Uh, was getting rejected after publisher, after publisher, after publisher, after publisher, rejection after rejection, couldn't take it anymore, threw it in the bin. And his wife pulled it out of the bin and said, no, just keep going. Um, Oprah Winfrey was abused as a child and had a, a, um, had a baby um, that then died. Abraham Lincoln lost his son who died when um, his son was just four. And then I think his second son passed away. He divorced. He lost loads of jobs. He lost pretty much every running for state legislature that he went for. And then he became the president of the United States at 48 years old. So, you know, the story of everyone that's successful is you've had challenges, you've had hardships, you've overcome them. When you've solved them, you've just, all you've really earned the right to do is have a bigger one. And here's the naive fantasy we have. We believe that once we solve our first problem, every problem will go away. Like if you're in property and you think, oh, well, I'll fix the boiler. That's good. Never have any boiler troubles again. Yes, you will. And they'll probably all go at once in the middle of winter. And, um, you know, you've sorted your tenant problems out and you think, oh, I've got a good system for vetting tenants and, and you'll still have tenant problems in the future. So it's not about the challenges that happen to you. It's how you deal with them. It's the systems that you set up. It's the lessons that you get. It's the ability to grow bigger than your problems and your challenges. Um, and I think a lot of us perceive and I know I do when I go into new things because I get excited and I forget what what I've learned in the last what 15 years in business. But I think we perceive it's kind of like an upward tra trajectory where, you know, we start into something and we get results quite soon and they compound and they grow. But often, you know, you're basically going stagnant or you're even going down for the first few months when you're investing in yourself, you're doing courses, you're investing in training systems and platforms. The money's going down before it goes up. Six, 12 months down the line, you're like, where's my millions? But that's like planting a, a seed for a tree and coming back the next day and going, well, where's my fucking tree? Give me the money back. The seed didn't work. It's not how it works. But it's not what we want to hear. But it's the reality. And it's how you, you know, it's where you plant the seed. It's how you nurture the seed. It's how you, you fertilize and, um, the seed. And then you start to see the, the shoots. Uh, and then you just have to, once you've started to get some results, then you have to stay patient. Because often people ruin their results because they start getting results and then they get impatient. It's not happening quick enough and they start messing it up. Or, you know, they start um, getting bored and looking to other ventures. Oh, my cryptos aren't making me millions in two minutes. I'm going to go into something else and something else. So sitting on your hands, you know, Warren Buffett will read about thousands of companies and probably invest in two a year. So, you know, your results are often what you don't do. Uh, and where you don't get distracted and where you don't let your emotions rule your life and make you make bad decisions as much as the decisions uh, to, you know, be proactive. I mean, for example, if you're in property, five properties a year is probably really good, consistent success. That means five days a year you're going to complete on a property and 360 days a year you're not. So for 360 days, you're viewing, you're making offers, you're getting offers rejected, you're trying to raise finance, finance is getting pulled, you know, you get gazumped at the last minute. And five days out of the 365, woo, you've got something to celebrate. And that's how life is. And you get the results by keeping on, keeping on, by uh, being consistent. Because five deals in one year turns into 10, in two years turns into 15, turns into 20, turns into 30, turns into 50. Then you write systems and processes and you get education, which means you know which properties not to view, which to view, so which means you can view less. 
you know when to make an offer and when not, you know what to, to offer, you know the estate agents at which you should offer and the ones that aren't going to get you deals, you know the vendor search circumstances, so you get better and better each time. Now, when you start again because you're impatient or you're bored, um, then you can't carry forward everything that you learned in the, you know, the last business or the last strategy that you tried um, because you'd done something different. So you want to be able to carry all your experience forward, which means carrying on in the venture that you've started and, you know, getting it to some kind of level of compounding and results. I don't know if you've seen those little memes that go around on um, social media, you know, like what you th- think success, su- what you think sex looks like, what you think success, for God's sake, I'll put my teeth back in, what you think success looks like. Uh, and it's an arrow that goes diagonally between money and time. Uh, and then what it actually looks like, and it's a crazy mess of ups and downs and sideways. You know, like my business partner went one whole year without buying a single property. He was viewing as many properties as he could. He was putting offers in on properties. He was doing, you know, planning development appraisals for properties that he didn't win. He had, you know, um, valuation fees and architect's fees for properties he didn't get. But that, you know, that's the cost of doing business. That's all rolled into the deals that you do get. He even said to me, Rob, I'm starting to feel a bit like, you know, can I still do this? And I said, Mark, you know, you shouldn't be measured by how many deals you get in that one year time frame. It's all about the process that you go through. And, you know, Mark's bought or, yeah, well, he's bought 720 properties in the last, what, 12 years? And okay, he didn't buy one in a whole year because he's looking for sort of 80,000 square foot developments. But, you know, to buy 720 properties in 10, let's say, let's say 10 years to make the maths easy, it's actually 12, but um, 720 divided by 10. So about 70 properties a year Mark's looking to buy. Well, one year he might have bought 120. The first year he bought 20. Um, the last year he bought one. But of course, it's a much, much bigger one. So, you know, those, that, the, the process that you go through when you perceive that it's not going well. Also, you perceive that it's not going well, but who says? Just because the money isn't in the bank, just because, you know, you haven't got the likes, the following, the followers, the shares, the results, the success, you know, that you perceive you want. It doesn't mean that the roots aren't continuing to grow. It doesn't mean that there isn't someone out there that's evaluating a proposal or looking at your, um, you know, business plan. It doesn't mean that tomorrow someone isn't going to come back to you. And I see this a lot with my uh, trying to get guests on my podcast. I must have invited 400 really amazing guests uh, and I've had probably 40 really amazing guests, which means I've got to take nine out of 10, 90% rejections. I've got to not hear back from half of them. I've got to have people who I adore and would love to have as guests on my podcast who I maybe regard as heroes reject me and then I've got to make sure I don't take it personally. I've got to have people that agree and then we book a date and then they change it and change it. I've got Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and Richard Branson agreed. Um, But for months we've been trying to book the date, Um, you know, like, uh, and then one day you just get an email from your agent or you're from your PR company, which says, hey, you know, we've got the deal done. The date is booked for next Friday for someone you've been working on for two or three years. Now, you don't know what's going on in the background. And if I started posting on social media going, oh, I, put, I gave Vivian Westwood an, introdu- an invitation to come on my podcast. She hasn't accepted. I'm not buying any of your clothes anymore. You know, what a dick I would be. But people react emotionally. They take rejection as final instead of thinking, OK, well, I'll wait and ask again in six months and six months and six months. Anyway, I could go on and on and on about the journey to success, but I've got a meeting and you've got things to do this morning. Thanks for tuning in. 
Uh, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.